is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time for the Steak for Breakfast podcast. It's Friday, December 24th, 2021, and this is the People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior, America. Steak for breakfast. So stand by. This episode of the podcast is brought to you, as always, by Man Rubs. Mm. Rubs, barbecue tools, blow torches, t-shirts, coffee cups, all-around barbecue-related gear for you to make barbecue great again. You can find them at manrubs.com and on Instagram, manrubs. Use the code STAKE15 for 15% off. Also brought to you by Stay Ready Gear. They're at stayreadygear.com and Instagram, stayreadygearusa. Holsters, custom kydex, mag carriers, anything you want made out of hot-melted plastic, Use the code STAKE for 5% off. Don't get ready. Stay ready. The Pillow King of Minnesota is going to be in Kentucky today handing out 10,000 MyPillows. Now partnered with Steak for Breakfast, Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Use promo code STAKE at checkout for big, big savings, up to 66% off and more. Go to the website at MyPillow.com forward slash steak. You can talk to a pillow representative. 1-800-658-658. 8045. The world's most technologically advanced in studio recording gear can be found at odyssey.com. It's the top tier of ear gear. Noah, you agree? I like it. Definitely get what you pay for there. They're on Facebook, they're on Instagram as well. Gonna see if anybody was naughty or nice this year. If they get a little uh, shooty shoot in their stocking, maybe. Mike down at West Coast Survival Arms has been servicing Southern California for over a decade. He's got a five-star rating. If you want to do some trades, he's a licensed FFL. He's got a newly redesigned website at westcoastsurvivalarms.com. You can reach him via the telephone, 619-870-6992. You can find him on Facebook Messenger. All our first responders are working hard during this holiday season. When they're off duty, they're wearing some mediocre medic gear. Flip-flops, t-shirts, sweatshirts, fanny packs, and more. Stickers and patches for when they're on duty. Got a pretty fire IG as well. Find them at MediocreMedic.com. And last but not least, Dumpbox.us. Home of the Zero Fuck Stuck. If you don't know, you better ask somebody. Go ask Mark. So far, we've got uh, Marv and Harry Home Alone Ducks out in the last two weeks. Yeah, they're pretty good. I ordered them both. Uh, They're on Instagram. They're on Facebook. And they're at Dumpbox.us. Friends, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Steak for Podcast Breakfast. There you'll find a link tree that'll take you to all our social medias, the website, and our telegram. And on that note, welcome. Christmas Eve edition, Steak for Breakfast podcast, episode 93. I'm Ron. Noah's here. Yo. Ho, ho, ho. Just call me a ho. No. <laughs> Antoinette's here as well. What's up, guys? Merry Christmas. We're going to bring you a special 
news edition today, and we've got two guests. They're both hosts of podcasts joining us, and uh, I'll introduce our first-timer today. He's the host of White Rabbit, Mr. Catalyst Jones. Thanks for joining us on this Christmas Eve edition of Steak for Breakfast. Merry Christmas, guys. I'm uh, excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. We're excited to have you. Merry Christmas to you as well. And then returning for the umpteenth time, one of our favorite, and I believe one of our first guests ever, he's one of the hosts of We The People Radio, James. What up, what up, what up? What's going on, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. Merry Christmas Eve. Yeah, well, us Italians, we know Merry Christmas Eve is is really the holiday. That's when we celebrate. Oh, for sure, Albanians too. <laughs> yeah. Christmas Eve, seven fishes. I hope everybody's got some good good plans with the family today. Uh, really excited to be here as always. My favorite my favorite podcast to join. Likewise, likewise. Well, that's right. You're part of our pod team, so you better not be excited to join us every week. No, I'm saying likewise. We're I'm happy that he's here. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you trying to say? Well, we're, we're glad that you guys could all join us today and take times out of your busy family schedules. I know I got the business before I left the house today. So you in trouble? Nah, I wouldn't really say it in trouble. You get a more. stern looking at? Yeah, like the over-exaggerated like exhale with the eye roll. Uh, <laughs> the worst. Yeah, we'll, we'll, be done by, we'll be done by whenever. Yeah, do whatever you want. You got this, basically? Oh. And here we are. <laughs> so, all right. Catalyst, what's going on with you in, in, in your neck of the woods? Why don't you tell our listening audience, since it's your first time on the show, a little bit about yourself and your uh, podcast. Um, well, uh, I started my podcast because of James here, actually. Um, I came to him early on and was like, yo, if you guys need a graphics guy, I'd love to do it for you. And uh, we became friends, and he's like, why don't you start a podcast? And I ended up starting a podcast. It's called uh, White Rabbit. And uh, it's uh, a little bit political and a lot of bit conspiracy theory stuff. So it's it's a really fun show. Awesome. Yeah, it sure is. And then, James, what's going on in We the People land over there? That's super busy. I just got over the China virus. China. Mm. <laughs> um, it was it was not that bad. It was like a really bad cold. The first day was rough. So uh, I've been laying low the past week. We got a lot of content from Dallas from the Clay Clark event coming out. Uh, some great doctors that we had the opportunity to sit down with, some actionable steps. We sat down with Dr. Peter McCullough, uh, who was just on Joe Rogan, and uh, he gave us some actionable steps on how to how to prevent the China virus and if you start to feel sick, things to do with like iodine flushes and mm-hmm. some really cool stuff. Um, and we're getting ready to go to Phoenix. I think uh, you're going to be joining us. Yeah, it looks like it for sure. And that's, oh. you guys have been cranking out podcast per day almost it's wait so you're saying that you got the china virus and if someone hadn't been bombarding you constantly with bullshit that you would have just thought it was the flu well let's let's walk it back he got the china virus he did not overwhelm any hospitals and did not die no i had i had i had uh ivermectin and hcq oh and nice i took vitamin d vitamin c and zinc hmm. and i feel fine now i feel great actually um I was really tired for a couple of days, like just tired and sluggish, a lot of brain fog Yeah. Uh, for a couple of days. And I had to tough it out with NyQuil. That's all I had when I got it. Mm-hmm. Oof. I didn't know yeah. about all the other shit. Same in vitamins. DrSaeedHater.com or DrStellaMD.com for Ivermectin and HCQ. Um, and you get it sent to your house. They both recommended it as prophylactics, as, as preventatives. Yeah. Um, so have it on hand if you're going to, you know, meeting a lot of people, which you guys do. <laughs> you guys run into a lot of characters, I'm sure. 
Oh yeah, Walmart's really busy this time of year. Yeah. Super busy. Last night it was crazy. A lot of people, lot of people in line at the drive up. Yeah. <laughs> very lots of fun. Lots of fun. Very okay. busy. Well, we we've got three topics of news to discuss today. I think the first one and probably most appropriate. It's been catching a lot of uh, airtime on social media. Uh, was the uh, Candace Owens Donald Trump interview? You know, we always like to get Papa out there when he talks. It's just as of late, it's kind of a little bit confusing to listen to some of the stuff he says when he does talk. Um, I think a part of that is maybe like the spin and unresearched opinion that a lot of people just go and put out there, kind of like it's uh, you meet a shock headline with a shock headline of your own. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people don't sit down and try to really, you know, dissect what's going on and you can circle back to some of the guests like Dr. Peter Navarro and Cash Patel, who we've had on the show, have kind of got into the whole vaccine and, uh, you know, it's creation, it's development and then it's distribution and kind of the fact that, you know, it's been hijacked by the current administration and pretty much weaponized against the American people, pun intended. And now we're kind of at the juncture where we're at right now. So we're going to jump into our first audio clip of the day before we get to the one that everybody's talking about. And, uh, you know, Candace, you know, tried to set the tone early on in the interview. Think about that bravery for me. I was quite young when that was going on. <laughs> but I mean, the idea of saying, hey, whistleblowing, actually, we've got some corruption going on. They're not being honest with the American people. You could have had a chance to pardon these individuals. What was, why, yeah. why, why decide not so, to in that moment? You have two sides of it. In yeah. one case, you have like sort of a spy deal going on. And in another case, you have somebody that's exposing real corruption. Right. Uh, I feel a little bit, I won't say which one, but I feel a little bit more strongly about one than the other. Right. Uh, but, and you probably understand that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I could have done it, but I will say you have people on both sides of that issue, good people on both sides, and you have some bad people on one side mm. uh, but i decided to let that one ride let the courts work it out well he's talking about julian assange and uh, eric snowden right there what do you guys you know getting this this interview kicked off she kind of jumped right in what do you think about those comments there they're definitely layers to his answer i love that take yeah I it was awesome because i don't know about you guys i think i know which one he's talking to talking about when he's talking about the bad side oh uh, sure sure yeah definitely uh, it's pretty uh, safe to say that uh, if you know what's going on, then you definitely know who he's referring to. So for those who don't, it's Edward Snowden. Mm -hmm. right. Edward comes from the farm, comes from the CIA. And this is my big problem with Edward Snowden, because I'll tell you, when he, when he did what he did, I was so happy because I've been saying forever, I've been going down these rabbit holes that they're listening to us. And, and he exposed that, which is true. But my problem is if you're going to expose that and you're going to put out all this information and you're, you know that you're going to go to exile and you're not going to be welcome back mm -hmm. and they're going to try to ruin your life, why not expose it all? Right. Why not expose the JFK documents? Yep. Burn why it all down. I, I completely yeah. agree with you. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And then on top of it, when you really think about what's going on right now, um, when we say things like we have it all, it's true because – the enemy, the people that the, the globalists, the, the global elite, they used the same forms of technology as we did. And just because they were listening in, in on everything that we were doing, they were also listening on everything that they were doing. The NSA has it all. 
They have every text message to Ghislaine Maxwell, every phone call at Epstein Island. They have all of it. They use Gmail. You think you think Hillary Clinton would be using a BlackBerry if she thought she'd ever get caught doing what she was doing? One hundred percent. Absolutely not. They never thought they'd get caught. So now we we do have it all. So they wanted to try to make the NSA out to be these really really bad guys. They're monitoring the the entire country. So they used Edward Snowden as the Trojan horse, and uh, he was he was with the, the CIA the entire the clowns in action the entire time. Yep. Yeah, and it definitely. Uh, you know, when you talk about the comparison, I, I, I think a lot of people know by him holding back and not just, you know, completely demolishing the dam of information that he could have washed out the entire intelligence wing of our government with. Um, well, do you think he had access to all that stuff? Like, I think he could have. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 100% he had access to that shit. He didn't, he, he could have easily given like the goods goods, yep. you know? Yeah, when he was on um, Rogan, he was uh, asked about like aliens and stuff like that, and he was like, "Yeah, I've seen all the things. I didn't see anything about aliens, Rogan." So that's a liar. Know. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's what they are—they're trained and professional liars. And then when you compare him to someone like Julian Assange, who basically did a different kind of version of exposing everything and and really embarrassing our government and our intelligence agencies and stuff he like that. He exposed it all. Everything that he yep. had, he exposed. Yep. Oh yeah. Julian Assange is, is is a hero. Yeah. And we need people like him. And he, you know, rest in peace, Seth Rich. He found, because you, you have to think, Seth Rich was a, a major Bernie bro. Yep. Like a huge but, Bernie bro. But a real patriot, you know? He realized. A, exactly. 100%. A he true was. American like, hero. And uh, Julian Assange didn't care who what what side of the aisle you were on if you were if you were willing to put your your neck on the line and your life on the line like Seth Rich did he's willing to work with you and get this information he's verified all of it he's never been proven wrong in court um and a lot of the things he's exposed has really exposed a lot of the evil and things that we reference to right now when you have Hillary Clinton talking about how she wants to sacrifice chickens to Moloch or all the the talk about cheese and dominoes and Weird. That's not true, James. It, that would be all over the news if that was true, James. Nah. Chris Cuomo, part of uh, Fredo, my guy Fredo said no. He goes, it's illegal to read the Podesta emails. We'll tell you what's in them. Yeah, oh my God, I remember, remember that. that? <laughs> Gotta love it. And, and that's interesting that you brought up the press because the next clip I have is when she talked about it um, with him. And, and, you know, Donald Trump's answer kind of goes in line with a lot of the way that he's talked about the press Everyone from, you know, Chris Wallace to our friends over at CNN. Let's hear what he has to say about the most dishonest people ever. Number one, the press is among the most dishonest group of people ever anywhere, no matter what. They're corrupt. And number two, we have corrupt elections. And we've got to straighten out the elections. And you're only going to straighten out the press if you allow people to sue with a meaningful law. So if they write libelous and terrible things, they don't want that to happen. They don't want that because they want to do it the way they're doing it. New York it. Times versus Sullivan should be reversed. It should be reversed. Absolutely. And I, I think Justice Thomas is saying, like, I think it should be reversed, or he made a statement to that effect. But if they write something totally malicious, libelous, whatever you want to call it, your lawyers will tell you, don't bother suing because you can't sue. Because you're a if you want to straighten out the press, give us the right to sue. Give people the right to sue the press where it's meaningful, where they have to pay a big penalty when they get caught, because they're caught all the time, you have to be able to do something about it. I agree. I agree. 
So I just want to. Do you think Ben Shapiro's butthole puckered a little bit when he <laughs> when he said the elections were completely rigged and stolen? He's like, oh, here we go. He's like, oh shit, fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, well, shit, fuck. And you know, in regards to him talking about the press, I think uh, Section Two Thirty is going to be gone. It needs to. It needs to, and that'll be one of his big pushes when you know he makes his uh, return. And I think that's one of the things he'll be taking care of pretty early and often, since people were winning Pulitzer prizes for completely lying about his presidency. Well, also he's throwing True Social into the into the mm-hmm. uh, into the game, and that could be the first time we get free and fair social media. And you guys know just as well as as we do. Shadow ban is real. We're getting crushed. Oh, yeah. and I haven't used a hashtag in a year and a half. Like we're not reaching new. I haven't used a hashtag in forever. <laughs> we're not using. We're we're not reaching all of the people that we could be reaching, and we all we are re- still reaching a lot of people with with what what we're doing with our shows, with our social media. We're still reaching a lot of people. Imagine we have full access to that. Yeah. To right. every- you know, imagine we have that, that kind of access and the truth that we can share with the world because people are thirsting for it. No one's watching CNN. No one's listening to the New York Times anymore. Nobody watches Fox News. Nobody. It's garbage. Okay. Like, I, I, it's all garbage. Yeah. They'll casually peruse Tucker, but besides that, I don't think they're really getting any play. And, uh, you know, she did talk to him about Joe Byron administration. Bing bong. Yep. And, uh, you know, asked him if she could figure out if there was anything good that he's done since he (laughs) took office or assume the fake office he has with the picture of the containers in the back in the fake White House set they have across the street. Um, Let's hear his answer in response to that right now. Tell me one good thing Joe Biden has done in office. Well, the one good thing is that he showed how Bad it is with this kind of a philosophy because we won the election, but if it was more standard where we actually took office, uh, people would have been criticizing. Why didn't you do this? Now when they look at the border, when they look at Afghanistan, when they look at all the horror shows of what's taken place, when they look at inflation, inflation's eating us alive and they refuse to admit it. The only thing they have going is they have an unbelievable press. The press, no matter what they do, the press, you notice, doesn't talk about Afghanistan. I haven't heard any. We gave $85 billion, lost soldiers, tremendously, a large number of very badly wounded soldiers, and all of the other things, Afghanistan. The most embarrassing single day, in my opinion, or week in our country's history. I don't think we've ever had an embarrassment. The press won't talk about it. Mm. I mean, I I don't know if I'd go that far. There's been some other pretty tragic events, but I would definitely put it up there in the tops of the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Yeah, definitely. He he hit the nail on the head, and I've been saying it this entire time. Like the first after the twentieth, and Joe Biden assumed the residency. It was it was rough for a lot of people. Yeah, um, it was a, it was a rough couple of days. You know, we couldn't comprehend all the pu- pieces of the puzzle lined up like something was going to happen, and nothing happened. It was a punch in the gut. But hindsight is really twenty twenty. And you look at the events that, that he just laid out in that interview. If he had won and got taken office, we would be seeing none of them. And look at how many people are waking up because of those situations, because yeah. of Afghanistan, because of the border, because of the inflation, because of the shipping containers, all of those things that he listed 
are waking people up at, on a daily basis. Like they're literally like everybody is pissed off at you. They're like, yo, the gas pumps are killing me. Christmas prices are killing me. Thanksgiving prices are killing me. These are things that are directly affecting people. It's not like uh, Donald Trump who had gas under two dollars. Right. People are like, yo, why could why could Orange Man get gas under two dollars? It makes no sense. And people are waking up and. Sometimes you have to walk through the darkness to see the light. And for, for people like us who are well aware of what's going on, this is very dark for us. This is very hard to see our country look the way it does. I don't know about you guys. I hate it. This is not the America that I want to leave for future generations. Mm-hmm. Not at all. And the thing is, is, is I have a feeling that it's going to get a little bit worse than it is right now before we start to see light at the end of the tunnel. And it, and it is a very scary thing. I just I, hope we don't get to where Australia is and, with that shit they're trying to pass in New York. Dude. And th- that, that won't happen. That won't fly here. Yeah, I'd like to see him go into some of those really urban areas in New York and try to get some of those unvaccinated yeah. health, what do they call them, like health threats and put them in a yeah. detainment well, that, camp They shelved somewhere. that bill. Yeah, they I know. Them. Yeah, we, we talked about it last week about how they had to shelve it because just on, the optics alone just are awful. And then when yep. you start to like break it down, you know, I think the mayor, once he gets put in there the new guy although i do think he's way too progressive for what new york city needs right now i think he's going to start pumping the brakes on a lot of the shit that's going on right there one can only hope yeah uh, sanity i doubt it though i doubt it i mean yeah. they're they're already making it to where he can't walk down the street they're they're yelling and screaming and throwing shit at his cars and stuff so hopefully that will you know open up his eyes a little bit more but i, I mean i don't think he's going to be as bad as de blasio but he's definitely not what that city needs right now I think he's right that things are going to get worse though because it's they're going to get the desperation to to hold to hold on to control is just going to be there and they're going to be like all right well if we lock everybody down again yeah especially when like the bridge close sign that is the this damn racist bridges the midterms that are coming up see I mean you have people in in the house and you know saying it's like almost one or two a week that's like yeah I'm not going to run I'm not I'm going to retire this is going to be a fucking shit show. And, uh, you know, it's really starting to uh, look pretty bleak for the people right now that are burning this country down on a daily basis. Um, And this kind of takes us to the point in the interview right here, which was the biggest and most controversial portion of it. It's the one that has to do with the vaccine and and the mandates and stuff like that. And we're going to kind of get a full canvas on this. We're going to look at it from a bunch of different angles, all of them from like us providing commentary on it after we hear it to how some of the, you know, more interesting personalities out there uh, weighed in all the way to what Candace Owens felt about it. But let's hear this clip that's kind of making its way around social medias right now. Big Pharma, which is a huge topic on the minds of, of mothers, especially you're seeing what's happening at these school board meetings. Where do you stand on these vaccine mandates? And obviously, I know that you are you are pro-vaccine. Obviously, you did everything you could to get this vaccine out. I know it was where you one stand of the, the greatest achievements. We did it in less than nine months and to be able to do that. Yeah, but where, but now it's years. taken a twist, right? It's, it's gotten now we went from this is a good thing and people should have this option mm-hmm. to military men, you're going to have to resign because you're you're not getting this vaccine. Where do you stand on that? Well, I stand on, forget about the mandates that people have to have their freedom, but at the same time, the vaccine is one of the greatest achievements of mankind. We would have had a 1917, remember the Spanish flu, killed perhaps 100 million people. Actually, it ended the First World War because the soldiers were, so a lot of people don't know that. The soldiers got so sick, it was a terrible thing. There were no vaccines, there were no anything. I came up with a vaccine, with three vaccines, mm. all are very, very good. 
came up with three of them in less than nine months. It was supposed to take five to 12 years. And, and yet we more say, people have died under COVID this year, by the way, yeah, under Joe Biden than under you. And more people took the vaccine this year. So people are questioning how well, no, the vaccine worked. But yeah. some people aren't taking the ones the ones that get very sick and go to the hospital are the ones that don't take the vaccine. Mm. But mm. it's still their choice. And if you take the vaccine, you're protected. Look, the results of the vaccine are very good. And if you do get it, it's a very minor form. People aren't dying when they take the vaccine. What about they, the masking of children? That's that's a big I, one I for moms right now. I think it's a right terrible now. thing. I think it's a terrible thing. That flies the in the face of science. The kids have a virtual 0% right. chance of dying of COVID, and yet they're insisting on these vaccine mandates. I mean, I'm sorry, on these um, the masking masks, mandates, yeah. and now the, even the vaccine mandates for small children. Right. And what's going on there? I think what's happening is you look at the masks where... Fauci and a lot of other people said masks don't mean anything. All of a sudden, he becomes a radical masker. I don't like to see the kids with the masks on. They're sitting in school. They have a hard enough time sitting in school. It's like China. I've been to China. uh, Well, and yet China's education system is a hell of a lot better than ours. You know what? They're rated number two or three, and we're rated number 44. But masking children, I mean, the way it looks, right? It doesn't look like a free country. I'm, uh, I'm against it. Well... I mean, there were parts of it that you could kind of understand where he's coming from, and then there were parts of it that I just thought were absolutely cringeworthy. I think that being our last clip from this interview, I I think my whole thing was number one, she wasn't ready for that interview. No, it, not at all. 100%. Not. Like, she was, it was, he is way out of her league. Like, Dan Ball on One American News, even though he was super sweaty and was like fixing his jacket the whole time, held his ground a little bit better than she did in that. You could tell she would get like nervous and manicky. And I know she's like that on her podcast sometimes, but you could tell she was definitely at some points uncomfortable with like just being there in that moment and and knowing that when the answers that she was trying to get out of him weren't the ones that she thought he was going to give, that yeah. she was kind of losing it and was going off the rails. You could tell by her reactions too and like how she was kind of over talking, you know, like mm-hmm. talking over him and stuff. She didn't have any good follow-up questions, and that's the problem with a lot of people that yeah. are doing these interviews. I want, you know, now that we're in this space, I mean, tell me you don't watch interviews in a different light when you're doing all the interviews that you guys are doing. One hundred percent. Now I'm like, I'm very critical of when I watch this shit. I watch interviews now, and and they ask a great question, and they get an answer, and they they don't have a, a question to follow up with to keep to to keep that conversation going. They just go to the next scripted question. Yep. Like, it's like all right that's the answer all right the next question is and i'm like that's not a good interview you need to have follow-up questions and make a discussion about it like she should have pressed him about the the when he said that the jab isn't killing people she should have she should have had a well actually according to vares mr president Fifteen thousand people have already died, and that's only one percent of the reporting. So how can you say that nobody has died? The bird flu, that twenty people people died, twenty-five people died, and they pulled the vaccine. Yep. Why are we still running this? Like she should have pressed him. She had an opportunity to do so, and she did not. And I, I, I you look at her background and the money that she's she's gotten, and her acting background, her and Laura, uh, and a few other people, it, it, it raises questions. It definitely yeah. does. But at the same time, an actress then, because as an actor, like when you're doing improv or anything, like when the other person gives you something, you're ready to like bounce back. You know, it was no follow up. It was it was it was sad. Like those were not the answers that we wanted to hear from Donald Trump, but they're expected. I don't think people understand that the media would destroy him if he said anything negative or in a negative light toward this vaccine. Yep. 
whatsoever. Look at I how they understand that, but he didn't have to say that they're they're safe. He didn't have to say that people are not dying. Uh, he didn't have to say that. Why do you think he said that? And I know optics is everything, but he's getting harder and harder to defend. No, I agree. And I think this could be the sword that Donald Trump has to fall on. I don't know about you guys. I mean, he cannot say anything negative about this jab. He has to promote it as if it's good because it's, look at what they did with HCQ. Look at what they did with the UV treatment. They started saying he wants people to inject themselves with bleach. Yep. Like that's people still believe that to, to this day, people still think that Donald Trump told us to in, inject ourselves with bleach. Okay. This is how crazy the control the media has. So if he says anything negative, they're going to go on full blown attack mode. They're not just going to take the 1% of adverse effects. They're going to all of a sudden find a hundred percent of the adverse effects and they're going to start blaring it over the media and saying donald trump's trying to kill us he gave us this terrible vaccine he has to promote it like that yep. unfortunate but here's the thing what we did is we became free thinkers nobody can tell us what to do he right. always says it's your choice that's why he says those things he always leaves those little things in there and we have to realize that nobody, I don't care who it is, is going to tell me what I can and cannot put in my body. I don't care if it's Donald Trump. I don't care if it's my mother. I don't care who it is. They're not, I'm a grown ass man. I can think for myself and make my own decisions. So I'm not going to just listen to anybody. And I think this is part of the awakening process for many people. I think a lot of people are look at Donald Trump as a savior, like he's going to come and save the world. And, and we just can sit on our computers and wait for that day to come. That's not reality. Unfortunately, we have to make a stand. We have to say, OK, I don't care that Donald Trump said to get it. I don't believe in it. I think it's terrible. I think it's evil. I'm going to make a stand and I'm going to fight for what I believe in and I'm not going to get it. If my job fires me, I don't care. If I can't go to the store, I don't care. I will figure it out. And we all, as Americans need to grow a pair and, 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 and draw a line in the sand. I don't care if you got the jab or not. Mandating any medical treatments is Nazi Germany stuff. Yeah. It's, like it's, it's, it's not difficult to break that down for people. Right. And, and I think it's, it's a very, it's very important to look at what his family members are doing when he's, when he's saying, um, you know, uh, uh, crypto is a bad thing. And then you look at, you look at Melania doing what she's doing and mm -hmm. then uh, the vaccine is a bad, or is a good thing. And then you look at his son, uh, going on these tours and talking out against it. So yep. I think that's very important. If, if people that close to them are speaking out and doing what they're doing, that should, that should say something. And that even goes right into what, you know, James let in with of being a free thinker. If he's saying crypto is bad and then his wife is literally getting in the fucking crypto gang, like <laughs> you can't have anybody closer to him than his wife. Yep. That's his so best it's, it's literally his best friend. And he yes. said it like his closest ally. You don't think that she's like, yo, Donnie, I'm in her in her cute little accent, looking, <laughs> looking amazing, like, oh, Donald, I'm going to do an NFT. And he's got guys on his team that are telling her what to do. Like, you think she's out there just winging it? No, Come on. 100%. And, and it's like a great point that Catalyst made. You got Eric literally out there at one point of that, you know, last event that they did, him and, and RFK Jr. on the stage together, you know, right. showing in unison that's kind of a message coming from Donald Trump to extensions of him, which are his children and to great friends like he has, which he is with, with Robert Kennedy. And, and it's one of those things 
don't always look at it at face value. It, it never is. And it doesn't matter who or how conservative or how liberal or how whatever people think they are. Every single person that is not directly tied to Donald Trump returning to the White House wants to destroy him, period. There's no other agenda. He does nothing for anybody. He does everything for us. The people. The people. And, yeah. and anyone else with, with any kind of ulterior motives, they're, they're using every trick in the bag right now. And going on conservative platforms like Ben Shapiro's and getting interviewed by Candace Owens is one of them. Who's not a conservative platform is the Daily Beast. Within hours of that interview, they threw a tweet up on Twitter that said, during an interview with Candace Owens this week, Donald Trump actually pushed back on the anti-vaccine mandate and talking points and encouraged viewers to get the shots, in parentheses. Yes, you read that correctly. Gives a link to the interview, hmm. which took it to a tweet of the clip we just played. Candace Owens, again, probably most likely, and, and all for theater, says, what? LOL. This is such a dishonest headline. Of course it is. It's the Daily Beast, sweetheart. Yeah. Trump did not push back against anything I said. We agreed that the vaccine mandates and masking children are wrong. He simply expressed that he believes vaccines work and people should get them. That's not necessarily what he said either. Uh, Donald Trump is not a huge fan of vaccines. He's definitely not a fan of vaccines in children. There's tons of hours of evidence of him talking about it all the way since the 80s when he would go on like uh, Sally Jesse Raphael all the way up to the debates that they had with uh, when he shit on Ben Carson about kids getting vaccines and how much vaccines they should get when they get them. So, And they were pushing back on back then, too. And he was like, yeah. don't you think it's something we should look into? Of course. Exactly. And like Candace, Candace Owens, in her own reply, lies about what she is. It takes you to a link of the fucking clip, and she like replies to the tweet by lying about it. So, <laughs> So just kind of wrap your brain around everything you're seeing right now. Like you could read her statement and then click the link and then see the clip we just played for you before we started talking about it right now. And what she wrote there is not what happened during that interview. So, so that's how fucking weird shit is right now. Yeah. That's what's so important. You have to fucking look at everything by like, you have to look at yourself, the clip and, and what he says, because everybody is spinning shit like crazy right now. Like, from the top to the bottom, everyone is twisting everything. It's just ridiculous. I think we need to get to a point where nobody's watching the news. I'm going to do what I want to do regardless of what the news says. And I yeah. think that's still oh, yeah, a for sure. major issue for a lot of people. Like, I don't, I don't think watching that should change anybody's mind about how they feel about the jab. If you're a free thinker and you think it's wrong, Donald Trump shouldn't be able to say, yeah, I get it. And you're going to be like, you know what? Donald Trump said it. I'm going to go and I'm going to get it because I I love Donald Trump and he is the greatest president in the world. Like Listen. that should never be the case for anybody. That's like, I don't know about you guys. Well, I, I do know about you guys because because this is what you guys do just like us. When you started the show, you didn't want people to just take what you say at face value. Oh, you want to do your own research. Looking into it and doing your own research, thinking for yourself, like, what are these crazy assholes talking about? Oh, let me look into this. Wait, they were right? Wow, this is crazy. Weird. Weird. Yeah, they were right? I couldn't yeah. think of anything more dangerous or irresponsible than just creating your own narrative and running with it as if it were the uh -huh. gospel. You know what oh. I'm saying? That's And that's the thing. Like, as someone, James, you said 
I love Donald Trump, and he's the greatest president ever. You said it rhetorically, but I agree with those statements. I love Donald Trump. I do yes. think he's the great president, the greatest president ever. However, when he says stuff like that, I just kind of listen to it, and I was like, mm, fuck that, still not getting it. And then, like, I move on with my day. Exactly. So, I still love yeah. Donald Trump. I still think he's the greatest president ever. I think if he, we didn't have him, Hillary Clinton, Oof, they would, they, they would, we'd be, we'd be w- way fast tracked ahead of where we want to be. We'd be in big trouble as far as this agenda goes. It's, one world government would probably be in a major war. It'd be a disaster. And he, everything he did threw a wrench. Like, like that's what I always say to people. I'm like, listen, you may not agree with him with the, with this with this jab, and that's fine. I don't agree with him either. But everything else that he did threw a massive wrench in their agenda and what they're trying to currently accomplish. Yeah. Like our government has overstepped their re overstepped their authority by a long shot, more so than ever in our history and it's not just here in the united states across the world like look at how many governments are literally turning into tyrannical governments across the world all at the same time yeah and, and, and to add to that is is we are in a war whether people want to accept that or not mm-hmm. and there's never been a war where there's not casualties no so oh, yeah exactly casualties for the greater greater of good is what i should say because if he didn't roll out this vaccine then we'd we would still be locked up. Be yeah, yep. we'd still be locked down. People 100%. would be dying. Uh, more more casualties would have happened, and we would probably be under a world 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 one world government already. He gave us a leg to stand on by creating this jab because if he didn't yeah. create it, one we'd be in like you said in a lockdown. So that's what they wanted us. They wanted to destroy the world economy. That's why we're seeing the inflation that we're seeing and all the all the events that we're seeing that that affect the economy right now, and also. If the Biden administration put it out, it would be uh, FDA approved immediately, like day one, and they wouldn't have to use these loopholes. Donald Trump put it out in an emergency use authorization, and it's still emergency use authorization right now, even though they're claiming the FDA approved it. It's a lie. We know it's it's a lie, but this is what they're doing. These they have to use these little loopholes, like asking businesses to force the, the 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 jab. Um, instead of doing it through the government because they know that they can't because it's through an emergency use authorization. If Donald Trump didn't create that jab, we wouldn't have that to fall on. The government would be mandating it and literally to do anything, just to walk in the streets, you're going to have to show your papers. And that's what they want. Look at what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I'll be damned if the government forces me to go on a mandate. Yeah, 100%. I I I still don't think people understand. Like at this point, no matter what Trump says or who who it is, we're not going to get the shot. If you haven't got the shot, you're not going to get it. You don't need it. No, nope. exactly. The variants so, like, are getting so weaker and weaker. I got and, the antibodies. Yeah. I got the antibodies. Right. Yeah. We're, at, we're at a point already now, like, if you haven't got the shot, and even if you did, you pro- you're probably realizing it was a wrong choice and it was a bad move, you know? So, I mean, if people are paying attention and they like, you know, we you guys said earlier, like, look at what his kids are doing, what they're saying, you know, they, they can say shit that he can't say. Right. We all know that he can only say certain things. I mean, come on, like, give the guy a break. Like, this is fucking war, fog of war. Yeah. I mean, the first time he goes negative about it, they turn it into a campaign video and say 100%. that every single person that died from his administration and Joe Biden's all the blood's on his hand because this is what he's yeah. telling people. I mean, it's just, it's so simple to see and you just can't be irrational about it. Well, like somebody I, 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 who is one of... It bother me. It's like, okay, he says this, like, you know, I, I, oh, fuck. 
you know, fuck Donald Trump now. Like, you know, I, I see people turning in like two seconds, like, what the fuck is wrong with you dudes? Like you guys have been fucking paying attention this whole time, but now you're triggered and you're like, fuck him. And I'm like, Oh, calm down. Oh yeah. My inbox blew up after that. Oh, daddy, your daddy told you to go get it. Are you going to go get it? And I'm like, you guys are fucking retarded. Calm down. (laughs) Yeah. Here's the thing though. You, You have to realize that not everybody can see the entire chessboard. 100%. They only see one move at a time. And it's a big problem with a lot of people. And you have to realize that just because they're they're churning on Donald Trump, which it's sad to see, in my opinion. It's, it's like, man, like, ride it out a little bit and see what happens because the guy has done so much for us. But at the same time, you can almost see why they're doing it. You know, that's very tough to watch him say those things. And if you don't see the entire entire chessboard, you have you're only looking at one move at a time. And and it it looks it looks really bad in an isolated situation. You have to look at the big picture. And that's what I think a lot of people are having a a hard time doing is looking at the entire picture. His point catalyst made was great. Mm -hmm. The the fact that they want to shut us down, um, you know, all these things factor into this story. So. I think if everybody would just hold the line a little bit longer, yeah. you know, it's, it's to say you could say fuck that statement because I say fuck that statement. I, I'm not getting the jab. I certainly Donald, said it myself. On value, fuck that statement for sure. But like like you said, if people were looking at the bigger picture and like just like took everything into account, mm-hmm. I think they'd understand more. I mean, like he's not lying when he says like he saved millions and millions of lives. He literally did by like forcing the deep state's hand into you know, this, you know, putting, putting out this vaccine that they never intended on putting out, you know, they demonized it before they took office too. And I've been, I've been sharing that one all week. It keeps, it keeps coming around my feeds and I share it every time I see it, the montage of everybody talking about how they wouldn't put that shit in their body. If you paid for them. I I think another thing people fail to, to kind of remember is what they did to him in regards to the election. And in turn, what they did to all of us. I mean, how fast can we forget? Like literally, a presidential election in, in, in the freest republic in the world, it was stolen. And we're reaping the benefits of what happens when this is just a taste of, of what, you know, their agenda getting all the way across would be. And, and, you know, getting out of lockdowns isn't just getting out of lockdowns. That's getting out of lockdowns. That's getting off of government reliance and those fucking stimulus checks that put us trillions of dollars into more debt. That's everyone who has kids being home, not growing up normally socially and I never interacting got a with people. Check. Yeah, but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> There's so many different levels and, and items that. Oh yeah. Ended with lockdowns. Yeah. Being over, um, and and I probably yeah I, the, the drug use, the alcohol abuse, the the domestic violence, yep. uh, mental illness, depression, suicide, and then you have all the other things like. Um, people who have real illnesses, not bullshit COVID stuff that died or now they've got stage four cancer because they had stage one cancer in 2019 and they didn't get to go to the hospital for two fucking years because, you know, of the lockdowns and stuff. In the UK, I think it was like 700 or 800,000 people. Like they missed uh, their cancer. Yeah. And and it's it's, yeah, it's just disgusting. It it took an entire small number. Like imagine that worldwide. Like how many illnesses were were missed and people couldn't get care. A lot of people can't wear masks, you know. But people do have medical like exemptions. A lot of people can't get the shot. I mean, I couldn't even get a, a pediatrician for my son. I had to call like six, seven doctors to even accept him because I'm not vaccinated and he doesn't get vaccinated. 
Oh, the way the hospitals are treating the unvaccinated right now is just it, it makes criminal. Me want to mm-hmm. up. Yeah, absolutely yeah. criminal. And and think about it. there's kids that are growing up now that are getting to an age where they're starting to remember and they'll remember yeah. these moments for the rest of their lives and they don't know life any different than what they do right yeah, now. Yeah, then lockdowns and masks and hand sanitizer and don't touch each other, no hugging. It's it's awful. And you know, look, even look at like drug use. It took fentanyl an entire year to get back to the top of the charts because of lockdowns, you know, it's now the number one killer of, of people like I believe 18 to 35 again in the United States. And I think we can blame that on the borders as well. 100%. But I think that drug use was definitely magnified with the lockdown. I mean, at the end of the day, what do you start doing? It's either like you play freaking call of duty and, and, and do drugs or, or, you know, you go out and and take care of yourself. But there's a lot of people in this country who can't go out and take care of themselves. They just want to sit in the fucking house and do nothing. Well, everything was, uh, everything was closed, but the fucking alcohol stores and the marijuana shops, you know, it's like, it's ridiculous. And not like those things aren't important to some people and in some contexts when used responsibly. But I'm just saying it's like, you know, okay, so they close down everything that's important. Churches, schools. No, I get it. Gyms. Exactly. Gyms as well. And and I think probably the most irrational or irrational response I've heard out of all of this, and this, this is more jokingly than anything, was from AJ. I don't know if you guys had seen it or heard it, and, and believe me, we we talk about it in extent what AJ is and what he does and what purpose he serves on this show all the time when we bring him up. Um, he's like you know a he's crazy some- yeah he's like a a crappier Tucker, um, but but he did kind of have a, a mini meltdown on his show. I watched a couple times; it made me laugh, so I wanted to like play. It. We're gonna listen to that clip right now. Oh, uh huh. Right into big pharma, right into Bill Gates's hands when we don't let them put an experimental injection into us that we know is causing all hell to break loose. Trump could transcend left to right. He could come out and say he was wrong and they lied to him, put it all on Fauci. But instead, he knows now he signed on to it and he knows it's a big problem. So he's decided with us respectfully asking him to help save the children to say, no, I'm not going to do that. And now he's joining the ranks of Chucky e. Schumer and Bill Gates. And that's a really sad thing. This is it, folks. And he's up there with Bill O'Reilly, that joke. He's up there with him. I'm sorry. Roll, roll the clip. <laughs> and he would kind of go into the one we played last week. Here's the rest of it. <sighs> <laughs> You know, I'm going to take a break for a while. I may just leave. I just, this country's so, the whole country, just everything's sick. Uh, you know, at a certain point, I, I just, nobody takes stuff serious. That's why you're all going to die. I mean, the globalists are injecting children with deadly poison everywhere that they know erases their immune system. And Trump is running around in his stupid red tie, playing the part of the apprentice CEO, telling everybody, oh, you're playing into their hands, not taking their shot. No. T- you know, it's one of those things, and he would kind of go on, slam a couple papers, and, and say, "Yeah, you know, we're gonna take a break, and when when we come back, I may or may not be here. We just might go to file footage. I might just quit." Yeah. So I mean, and, and it's one of those things. Like that's probably the way not to look at it, even though there are some valid points he makes. He makes them so, I I don't know how to say it other than incorrectly. That it's it's kind of hard to like you know really tie anything together. There there are a lot of things like the Dr. Fauci aspect of it. There is Mm -hmm. a huge component in there that's one hundred percent true, 
and, and, and being able to, to transcend the left and the right. I think that's also a lot of truth that goes into that. But then the whole, you know, wiping his face and slamming papers, it's all for like shock value and, you know, the, yeah, but to say he's joined the ranks of them, it's it's fucking hilarious. I mean, I think that, I think that he's joined the ranks of them. And James, you bring this up all the time: is how is he even still alive after after uh, going in and filming the? Right? Uh, it yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And so when he goes on these rants, and I, I just hear Dr. Fauci in my mind saying, "You do not know what you are talking about." One hundred percent. Uh, comical uh that's like his job he has to speak the truth because he's dealing with people like us yeah like i've been following alex jones since like the 04 george hate george bush days and he was a major part of a lot of people's red pills but when you find out that his lawyer in in a documented court case says he's playing a role he's acting the entire time that's that's not who he really is you start to unravel that and you're like wait a second well he has to tell us the truth. He can't lie to us because we'll figure that out. So he just does it in a way where he acts so crazy and so off the walls that when, when you start questioning any narrative, people immediately associate themselves with Alex Jones. They're like, oh, you're one of those crazy InfoWars Alex Jones people. And they immediately discredit you because he just acts like a crazed lunatic. Yeah. Like he's just no, yelling, ranting and raving. And his, he has to speak the truth. A lot of the things he says is very true. Like the yeah, frog. He has a good gay. batting average for sure. Yeah. The frogs being gay. That's true. Yep. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's hilarious though. But like, I know he made a really good point. Like, because he's so outlandish and just so fucking crazy. People automatically, oh yeah, you're one of them Alex Jones people. I'm like, but do you, have you ever like beside okay tune out the yelling and all that shit have you actually listened to half the shit he said it's true since, you know for a long time now i mean it, it's hilarious but no obviously he's gotta he's gotta say some truths or most truths mostly true we'll figure we'll see through that shit like a, a quick, we'll, we'll pick that out real oh alex you're just bullshitting us now we'll yeah. figure that out real quick like, yeah, I think it was like 10 years ago, maybe is when I learned about the secret societies and it was through Alex Jones. So right. he's a good, like a uh, red pill one Oh one for a lot of people back in the day. So definitely, definitely, definitely a good intro class. Maybe the one you take at community college, but yeah, he's like the starting point for a lot of people just be like, this makes sense, but he's crazy. But then when he, I Googled he, it, yes, yes. Thank you, Noah. You have to you have to take what he says and no, don't take it at face value. Go and do the research on it. He'll give you some great topics to research and look into, but you have to do the work. Don't just oh, Alex Jones said this, so I'm going to believe it. And right, like that's with no. anybody. Anybody saying anything that's in the truth or movement, you know, like okay, digest yeah. that information and look into it yourself. Like at the end of every show that we do, we say. Don't take our word for it. Do your own research. Please do your own fucking research. Like exactly. It's the like that everybody has to look at things for themselves, you know. But I do agree Alex Jones is a national treasure. He's insanely entertaining. Yeah, sure yeah. is. And he's insanely entertaining. He's and, aged uh, extremely finely. Very yeah. like fine wine. Absolutely. Yep. He just he looks better and better every day. <laughs> but uh, you know, just do your own research. You yep. know why? If you enjoy Alex Jones, there's not, he's telling a lot of truth. Um, you know, some of his takes, I like that take. I don't, I don't agree with, but uh, and it's a little all over the place. Yeah. The whole go leading in with like, Oh, you're leading right into, Oh, now you're a part of big pharma and you're, you're leading right into the hands of the globalists. Like that's not really you know, a, you know, he, a bit he, of a stretch. He, yeah. He he's, he's playing right in. 
he's playing right into the divide of our community as well. Is he had um, one of our, one of our friends on his show yesterday or the day before. And uh, it, it just, it's disheartening to see what's happening to the community and he's playing right into it. I think he's one of the people that is the reason why there's so much divide in this community. Yep. And he, do, he does always like to see where the grass is greenest. Yes. Um, well, I know you guys, we, we just can't seem to get off of the topic, but our next one is COVID for Christmas. Uh, we had Noah's favorite doctor, Dr. Mulenge. Merengue. On <laughs> one of the cable news shows the other day, and, and he was talking about, listen, I know we said in 2019 that in 2020 you weren't going to be able to see your family for Christmas and that we promised if you only 15 days to slow the spread, get the vaccine, get another one, get a booster, probably a fourth, and still wear your mask forever, that this year would be different. Now hit yourself with this two-by-four. Right, exactly. Well, the two-by-four came in, in, in the form of his crappy voice. If someone in your family isn't vaccinated, should you ask them not to show up? Uh, yes, I, I would do that. Uh-huh. I mean, I think we're dealing with a, a serious enough situation right now that if there's an unvaccinated person, I would say, I'm very sorry, but not this time. Maybe another time when this is all over. Oh, my fucking God. Wait, th- we're, it's the serious flu situation mm. because that's what it is now. Yeah. It's become oh, the next flu. They did that, too. They uninvited their family members. Do you know, know somebody that did? How about no clip right there? <laughs> I know somebody that did that. How about yeah, no? Yeah, I don't know the person. I don't know the person who who uninvited them, but I know someone who is uninvited because they didn't get the jab. Three of my friends cannot go to their family Christmas because they're like one aunt has cancer and has like, you know, some sort of like immune issues. And then two others are they're just their family is so psyoped into this vaccine. They think that they're the danger like. It's just so sad, and they're all alone on Christmas. It, well, it, it's regardless of how powerful the fucking Omicron variant or whatever bullshit it is, all it is is just another way to demoralize the people that are holding out and just trying to do their own thing and just be like, you know what, I'm good to go without it, but now you're weaponizing my family against me. You know, you're yeah. weaponizing my fucking grocery store against me. You're weapon. I mean, I've been walking around. They got the mask thing going locally. No, I went into Von, Von's yesterday, the oh, yeah. grocery store here. I haven't been wearing it. I, I actually caught a little bit of anxiety after I left the cash register because I turned the corner and I'm walking past all the other registers, and then I get to like the little Starbucks kiosk there before I'm about to go out the door into the parking lot. I was the only person in the store that didn't have a mask on. Yeah. Nobody said anything to me because, you know, they, they're fucking over it. Yeah. I, I, think, I yeah. think they really are. But it was just like every I, single fucking person, kids, old people, all the baristas, all the ladies at the cash register. Now, granted, the people that work at the store, they're probably sick of it too. Most of them had it like under their chin or under their nose. But every single person, it gave me like a little bit of anxiety, like kind of a fucking world am I living in? It's like, you know, the 1984 movie when you put the glasses on. Yeah. Oh, I was walking around and like every once in a while you'd like see somebody else that wasn't and you'd kind of, you kind of catch eyes and be like, yep. (laughs) How long ago did you guys get the mandate in California? I know it was pretty recently. They they read it last week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Last week. So, and I would like to, I would like to share a story yesterday that happened. Um, I was going to my Christmas party and it was at a restaurant and uh, my boss rented out like the back room of this restaurant. But as we were walking in, I saw that there was a sign saying, put your mask on. And there was a couple that was in front of me 
and uh, I could see the girl took her mask out of her purse and the guy took was like slowly taking his mask out of his pocket. And he was like looking around inside of the restaurant to see if people were wearing masks. And I said, Hey bro. And he turned around and he looked at me and I said, do not comply. And he was like, you know what? You're right. Fuck this. And he put it back in his pocket nice. and his girlfriend or wife put her mask back in her purse and they walked in. And I was like, so proud of that moment. Love it. Love it. No, but uh, we, Antoinette, you've seen it in Vegas. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was out yesterday and I Everybody. don't go anywhere. I don't put any, I've never put a mask on. Right. Nope. The only time I've ever like put one on for like a few minutes was walking into the doctor's office out of respect, you know, just to not cause problems. Mm -hmm. But, um, be ungovernable. Uh, what's that? Be ungovernable. Exactly. Bring some, bring some lollipops with you. <laughs> right. No, I, right. No, I always have my water bottles. On, like. yep. So I walk in the store and then I, I get people like looking at me and they're like, they look like I'm some kind of unicorn. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing on my face. I'm walking around, you know, la, 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 I'm, you know, enjoying my, and I, I could oh. tell, I could see people like the way that they're looking at me. And then slowly they're like pulling their mask down, you know, they're next to me, like, you know, picking out Christmas ornaments and like, they're like, you know, trying to like have a conversation because they can't believe like, oh my God, this person has nothing on their face. To so the know? point Roan made, nobody cares this time. Like the first time no. around, I, I didn't wear a mask and everybody yelled at me and went nuts. Oh yeah. Now I walk in, everybody's wearing a mask and I'm the only one and no one says a damn thing. I get some weird looks and some stares for sure. But like, tell me you don't want to just get like on the PA system, like <laughs> dialing over the thing. Hey, everybody, you know, these masks don't work. Take them off. Like, for why sure. are we still playing this stupid game? Because everybody, I think everybody who's wearing them is only wearing them because they want convenience. They want to go to the, be able to go to the store. They want to be able to go to the restaurant. They don't want to be bothered. They hate yeah. getting those awkward looks. Like Ron said, he gets almost anxious because it's, it, you're out there by yourself. Like it's a natural human instinct to, to want to fit in and belong. And when you're the only one doing it, everybody's looking at you like it brings on anxiety. And yeah. that's why a lot of people just wear it because they don't want to feel that. They don't want to have that anxiety. Oh, exactly. Yeah, definitely. I, every time I leave, I'm like, okay, like I'm on, I'm not on edge and I don't have as much anxiety as I did before because I would get people fucking with me all the time. But now I'm just like, okay, you know, like I'm on high alert, you know, just like ready for anything. Mm -hmm. but now I just I, don't care anymore. No. What are they going to do? Yeah. They're not going to arrest you. And even if no, they, they do, can't. it's like going to be ridiculous. Yeah. I, I haven't gotten Karen in forever. No. And yeah, I, I, I don't either. think you will moving forward. I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of uh, parents at my kid's school. It's like, they have banner, like, if you enter campus, mask. I just see the parents like, fuck this. I'm just going, like, I'm going to pick up my fucking kid without a mask. Yeah. So yeah, it's no, a beautiful thing to see, too. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I actually want to get the studies of the mask printed on a shirt, how it hmm. actually doesn't work. So every time I do walk into a grocery store, I'm just wearing that on the front of my shirt. So when people look good at me idea, and actually. see my shirt, they're going to be like, <laughs> oh, I'm dumb. That's a really good idea. I've been waiting for to get a good Karening. Because I did, as, I did as much pressure as I've been under lately and just I'm a little bit high strung, a little pissed off. Yeah, I'm just waiting. I'm always. just waiting for somebody to like <laughs> some freaking lady to just be like, <clears throat> and like, shut the fuck up, Karen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. just keep walking and just be like, oh, yeah. before she can even get a word out. Yeah. Just <laughs> shut the fuck up, Karen. 
kick the front of her two shopping cart. I had yeah. anybody, the two times I had anybody mess with me were, were some bitches, some psycho Karens that they were just hating. Like, I'm like, okay, I cited the governor's mandate. I, I'm medically exempt, you know, six feet and nobody's around me. They went nuts. They just, it just drove them crazy that one, I was following the rules. They just wanted like power trip. They just wanted to tell me what to do. They wanted to, you know, control the situation. They couldn't stand seeing me without something on my face. Well, everybody's deputy Fauci's. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. And then this, this one at CVS ended up calling the cops last December. <laughs> the cops on me. And then the cops come. I call them too. I was like, okay, bitch, let's do this. Let's fucking go. And the cop and I'm talking to the cops and I'm like, dude, like, Guys, I didn't do anything. I and I told them the governor's mandate they didn't even know anything. Nope. They I cited the exact like part of the mandate where which applies to me, the rules. Yeah, you, you, I said it's not law. And I said, Did you know that the homeless don't have to wear masks? I said, Why aren't the homeless dropping dead all over? That's like, a great point. That's a great point. If this I, is a and they're like, pandemic, really? we'd see homeless dead the all over. The yeah, the yeah, they're sharing needles. Yeah, yeah, amongst the other things. Like, really, the yeah. homeless don't have to wear masks at all. I'm like, no. So the homeless person so I, get masks. I identify as homeless, dude. <laughs> nice. Well, then how about all you awesome. know? Weren't that they saying you can take a shit on the streets whenever you want? Yeah, weren't they saying you could test for COVID with shit and like? Wouldn't homeless people's shit all over San Francisco be spreading COVID? Mm. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you can actually test for COVID with shit, but. Well, I mean, no, you could test Coca-Cola and kiwis in a donkey's ass for COVID, so you could probably <laughs> test the shit they, as well. Are they still doing the COVID, the COVID swabs up the bum? <laughs> oh, God. Only in China. Um, uh, well, it depends who you are. Yeah, I, I think the biggest, well, the most annoying lie of the week came from, from Joe Byron when he gave one of his several press conferences. In addition to the interview we're going to jump into in a minute. No, don't worry. It's not because he doesn't like you. It's because he wants, <laughs> he he wants, wants to, to save die. you. Well, yeah, then he wants all of us Bing to die. Bong. Likely to spread it to others. Customers are more likely to come in and shop because they know it's a safe environment. I know vaccination requirements are unpopular. You think? For many. Just like your poll Not numbers. Not unpopular for those who are anxious to get them. My administration has put them in place not to control your life, but to save your life. False. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. So... Get the jab or you get fucking fired is controlling your life. Sorry. HIV. Newsflash. Yeah, exactly. Be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. Yes, he is. You guys have that on the pads too? Sweet. (laughs) That's that's one of our OGs. So uh, I think the most wholesome message came following all of this crap with Donald Trump and Joe Biden and all this other bullshit that was kind of setting up a big distraction going into holiday weekend from all the real problems that are going on, inflation and gas prices and the poor jobs numbers. And that came from Tucky. Uh, he, he did a little monologue on some of those things that Joe Biden said. And, and Dr. Fauci has been saying about, you know, fuck your family and your freedoms and your body, just either get it or die or get fired. And he kind of pushed back on that narrative and his Christmas message right here. Power wanes and its destruction of the ballot box looms on the horizon. The Democratic Party is trying to wreck your Christmas. It's their latest psyop. They can't convince you of anything anymore. You no longer believe them. Why would you? So they're trying to punish and terrify you into submission instead. But here's the good news. It's not working. Americans are going to celebrate Christmas anyway. They always have and they're going to this year. This is still America. Look at this tape. 
No place in this country has suffered more this year than Waukesha, Wisconsin. Last month, a racist lunatic drove a vehicle through a Christmas parade in Waukesha, committing mass murder. He tried to stop Christmas. He couldn't. He was the scene in Waukesha a month later. And there are people who are here tonight who have children who are still in the hospital. But you can add light after darkness. It helps bring light to our town. Singing after sorrow. Hopefully replace some of those negative feelings with some really positive ones. As another step on the road to healing. Seeing everybody smiling and having a good time, you know, I love it. The lantern stroll of light and hope oh. is bringing just that. And, and it's been amazing to see how the whole community come together. I mean, it's been beautiful. Ah, it's been beautiful. The crowd gathers. Some of them still have children in the hospital from the atrocity that happened just a month ago. Imagine doing that. Imagine describing that as beautiful. That's the scene of carnage where their friends, relatives, neighbors were just murdered. And yet those words were totally heartfelt. You could tell the resilience, the gratitude, the determined hope in the face of evil and death. It makes the hair on your arms go up as you watch it. You are proud to live in a country with people like that. Those are the best people. And there are so many of them in this country. At the end of the week, no matter what Joe Biden says, people like that will be gathering with one another to celebrate what is still this country's most sacred holiday. Americans have been doing that for centuries. Christmas means being with the people you love, whether it's by foot or horseback or now by JetBlue. You go home on Christmas. You go back to your people. That's the whole point of it. Americans are still doing it this year. You cannot stop them. Nothing can stop them. Here's Fort Benning the other day. When he started shaking, I didn't really know. I kind of froze. My heart was racing the entire way. <laughs> I was just overjoyed. Ah, 12 hours from Council Bluff to see your husband for an hour. Just reminds you that some things are bigger than COVID. Love for your family, reverence for your God, the obligation you feel to carry on traditions that your ancestors observed. Don't think Those are all bigger Tuggy. than COVID. And that's not going to change. America is in a tough spot right now. Obviously, power mad crazy people have taken over the country. That's a tragedy. We chronicle it every night. But it's worth remembering none of this is forever. Those people will be gone at some point, probably sooner than we think. But Christmas will not be gone. Christmas will always remain. Thank God. Oh, kind of wholesome. A little bit of like a diet red pill. It was like the Coke Zero of red pill. Um, you know, but it, it kind of is a, is a solid message, you know, talking about how we, some people are just, I mean, he essentially said some people are just going to say fuck it because things other than COVID exist in this world. And, 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 you know, in fact, they're a whole hell of a lot more important than it. Yep. Well, I wish people in my family realized that. I'm the black sheep of my family, so I will be spending Christmas alone this year because I'm not welcome. Well, that's oh, sorry to hear, brother. Right, yeah, it's pretty that's awful. Right. It's it's really unfortunate, and that's what's happening to a lot of people uh, in many cases. But I think Tucker did hit the nail on the head. A lot of people are saying fuck it because a lot of people had the China virus. Like, they had it. They're like, oh, that wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Like, this is what we're worried about? No, everybody's coming over. Like I just got the China virus and I'm uh I, I had it for a week and a half. Two weeks will be Monday. And we're we're still doing Christmas. I'm cooking. I'm doing the cooking. No one cares. Like, yo, come on over. Let's do it. I'm like, all right, sweet, let's go. Uh you know. I, I'm thankful. Like my family is pretty awake with all that stuff, you know. Um 
but they're all in New York. I can't go see them because I can't get on a flight. My mm. son is three. He won't wear a mask. There is absolutely no fucking way. So if I even get on a flight and have to even try, which I wouldn't, you know, because I'm not going to comply and, and put something on my ch my child's face. Right. He doesn't right. even know. Like, he won't even let me. I, I even tested it, like, at home, right? I put a mask on my face. He ripped that shit off. Like, my, Good. my, my son, I, yeah, no, he knows. Like, and I'm not going to, you know, put him through that shit. And, and you know what? He's two years, like, of his life. He's grown in, like, in this COVID fucking bullshit. He doesn't know anything about it. Like it's it's like oblivious to him, you know. So I'm, I've done my best to make you're sure doing, that, you're doing a good job. Then, yeah, no, because I, I like I can't even imagine how other kids his age have been conditioned now, and they know no better. Like they know nothing else but masks, and and it just it's disgusting. But you know, you know, I do have a husband and a child. You know, unfortunately, we can't go see my family because of that, and we're not going to drive like thirty six hours with my three year old. Yeah, my family's in New Jersey too. I get it. Yeah, it's hard. And, you know, and I feel bad and I'm sorry, you know, that for a lot of people that are going through, you know, their family kind of putting them in exile, but keep going and, and hold, hold the line. Cause you know what, eventually they're going to see the truth and they're going to realize like the error in their ways. And they're going to, they're going to come back and be like, wow, I'm so sorry. You know? Yeah. I'm hoping one day they realize that I was actually trying to save them. Yeah, so. they will. They yeah, will. and that's, that's definitely what it comes down to. I think that a lot of people are going to look back on this and, and really not see themselves in a good light when they when they see how they kind of just either complied or how they, you know, went and okay. acted Yeah, on behalf of this narrative and on people that they should never do it on, which is like friends and family. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are going to have a hard time, like, reconciling, like, what they did and their actions, you know. Some people are just going to double down on their bullshit because they're so embarrassed, you know, some oh. people do that. And then others are just going to feel so much shame. And regardless, you know, we're good people. We're not going to like, you know, rub it in their face. I told you so. I told you so, you know, we're like, we're going to be like, you know, I mean, the told us those are coming. I'm sorry. Might, oh, yeah, 100%. Say, 100%. After a total so is given, then I, I will, I, we will talk it out. And 100%. We'll, you know what I mean? I, I just, I mean, yes. like, not to be like, you know, like rubbing it in their face if they're yes. really having a hard time realizing how fucked up they were. But I saw, I saw a meme the other day and it was like, uh, if you ever wondered how you'd act during the Civil War, the Holocaust, the Civil Rights Movement, you're seeing it. You're seeing yeah. it right now. And and that's exactly what's going on. And it's so funny. Like, I saw another meme. It was like, oh, I love Rosa Parks. I love Rosa Parks. What did she do? She didn't comply with the government. Mm -hmm. Had a mandate that she had to sit in the back of the bus. And she said, no, nah, I'm not going to comply. I'm going to sit in the front of the bus. Like, I'm too tired to go back there. Yeah. And yeah. everybody praised masks on just. Exactly. Oh, the government told me I have to do it, so I'm going to do it. Like where, where, where is that attitude? Like, oh, I love Rosa Parks. I love these people that stood for something. Like we idolize these people. Yet you sit here and just do as the, the government, big daddy government tells me to. Govern me harder, daddy. <laughs> I want you, I want people to listen, like that are listening, to understand too. A lot of the social media influencers and actors and models and shit get paid to fucking push this shit. Yeah. Just so you know, I've seen the emails and the offers because. 
I used to be in that world. So I still have friends in that world. You're good. Yeah. Where they're offering like $900 for a video is what I've seen. 5,000 plus. I'm mm. telling you to just, they, they're like, okay, you know, hold a vaccine card and promote. Ugh. You don't have to get it. You don't have to get it, but just, you know, pretend like, you know, like just, you know, blah, 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 like telling them what to do, sending them a fucking card. Wait, who's, who's getting money for what? Social yeah. media influencers. Yeah. Influencers. Models, yeah. actors, social media influencers with like hundreds of thousands of followers and whatnot. They're getting sent COVID cards with like the information on it. And Isn't that a and felony? Exactly. Stop it. Oh, it's you, you could do our little steak for breakfast guy with a COVID card on the <laughs> end of the fork. No, it's a, isn't that a felony to present like a fake document? No, it's, like it's, technically it's a prop. Well, Antonio prop, Brown, yeah. I got I to give credit where credit's due. Antonio Brown tried to pull that off in the yep. NFL. That's yeah. a fucking big dick move i was like yo what the hell like uh like talk to like like ratted him out like i don't get it brown man he did the raiders so bad (laughs) well (laughs) i don't even know (laughs) i think while we're all laughing one thing we could all continue that chuckle on was an excerpt from as we're in our last little segment right now which is kind of best of the rest i got two more clips for you guys joe biden was asked and, I, and I'm really surprised by this. I mean, I know you have to kind of do it. It's it's standard procedure, but about his reelection uh, aspirations. Yeah. And I, I'm in the, the, you know, the majority of, I don't even think he's going to fucking be alive by 2024. No, he, I was so, dying. I mean, they're, they're going to figure out a way to get rid of this clone, but his answer was kind of funny. Ask you about something I asked weeks before the election when we sat down. Uh, you said you would absolutely serve eight years if elected. <laughs> Do you plan to run for re-election? Yes, but look. Here's I'm the deal. respecter of fate. Fate has intervened in my life many, many times. If I'm in the health I'm in now, oh. if I'm in good health, then in fact, I would run again. And if that means a rematch against Donald Trump? You're trying to tempt me now. <laughs> sure. Oh. Why would I not run against Donald Trump or even the nominee? That increased the prospect of running. God, it's so fucking crazy. He can't even oh keep his God. breath when he's answering that question. He's like, "Sure, I, I'd entertain running." I, I just remember, I just remember him like making fun of Donald Trump, like walking down that wet ramp. Yeah, and then he falls up the stairs like five well, times. And sh- <laughs> not even down the yeah. stairs. and shits his pants in the Vatican. Yeah, he probably shit his pants while he was running up the stairs. But maybe that's what happened. Yeah. So he's really trying to hold it in. Um, the only thing I got left for you, I mean, that's laughable. We don't even need to waste time even putting commentary yeah. on that. I think that, uh, he even mentioned, he even mentioned his health. If I'm in good health, is that what he said? Yeah. yeah. And, and if, if I'm in the health that I'm in now, we all know that the health he's in now is garbage. <laughs> if he even is a real person at this point, I don't and, even know. And you got the Hillary clone lurking all over, you know, the oh, media yeah. for the last two weeks. How many times has Trump, I mean, Trump has never like lied, right? He, he's told us so many things without, I mean, he, well, he, he said the vaccine is safe and effective. So. Well, I mean, mm. in that, I mean, obviously, but I'm saying maybe he was talking about the saline solution. All the celebrities get <laughs> right. Oh. But no, like when he says like, he doesn't even know he's alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like he's been telling us this for so long. All right, last one I got with you today, Jim Jordan and uh, Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller happens to be one of the big three, uh, Peter Navarro, Dan Scavino, and Miller, who were there from the escalator ride till the day they left on Marine One from the White House January 20th. Those are the three aides that have been with him from the beginning and have stuck with him since. Um, they, they were 
they jumped on Fox News the other day and they were talking with Jim Jordan. Let's hear what, uh, you know, this talking point was about. You on them, on the January 6th committee, might want you in front of them to take questions. What will your reaction be? Will it be the same as Mark Meadows, uh, take a walk? Or would you sit down and, and speak to them? I mean, we just got the letter today, Brian. We're going to review the letter, but, but I got to be honest with you. I got real concerns about any committee that will take a document and alter it and present it to the American people, completely mislead the American people like they did last week. And it turns out it looks like it wasn't just one document they did this with. with. It was others, other text messages as well. So I got real concerns with that. But I'm focused on the th issues you just brought up. I mean, think about this, Brian. In the last 12 months, we went from a secure border to chaos. We went from energy independence to the president of the United States begging OPEC to increase production. We went from safe streets to record crime. We went from stable prices to record inflation. And the world now views us in light of the exit from Afghanistan in a, in a much weaker way and look, doesn't know if they can count on us. Those are the concerns the American people have. Mm. And that's why uh, look, let's hope they don't change the filibuster. Let's hope they don't pass this Build Back Better thing. Right. And let's hope Republicans win next November. Yeah, I just know this, Jim. Uh, don't worry about those text messages getting out. I can't see that ever happening with this. So, you know, they, they were kind of arguing about January 6th, and, and I had another clip of Adam Schiff kind of talking about it and why they would want to talk to Jim Jordan. I just think it's really irrelevant to kind of even let that liar take up more of the time on this show that we've already given him in the past. And I just think that, uh, you know, I wanted to get your guys' opinion. That's why I had it thrown in there about the committee it's pretty interesting to see. I'm waiting for it to hit the January 6th committee. The COVID committee, uh, Clyburn got um, COVID this week, right, as that was starting to heat up. And it's because some of the information that they've released from that COVID committee has, has been proven false. And we've already seen some stuff going sideways on, on January 6th. I think, you know, James and Catalyst, I'll ask you guys, you see that as kind of a Big distraction, maybe even fake and gay, and probably a big waste of American taxpayer monies like impeachment volumes one and two were. One thousand percent. I mean, they're not. You think they're going to bring up the fact that Jake Sullivan was there or the CNN reporter? Absolutely not. You think they're going to bring up Ray Epps? Absolutely not. They're not going to talk about any of those things. And our good friend right now is sitting in, in jail uh, on a yep. trespassing charge. Jeremy Brown. Yep on a trespassing charge. The guy's a green beret veteran, like served in our military, one of the baddest dudes on the planet. And How do you get a no bail on a no on a trespassing charge? He didn't even go inside the Capitol building and, and they're, they're, they're holding political prisoners. So yeah, it's all Kabuki theater. It's all a distraction. Like we have the, the juries deliberating for Gisley Maxwell right now. Yep. And they're, they're more concerned about the January 6th committee than they are about these elites diddling kids and trafficking children like this is this just it, the contrast is so obvious like look at well, what, what we're dealing with here what was the drop that is how do you insert evidence and i think we might be seeing that right now yeah that's, that's a really this good whole, point catalyst were you, were you surprised to see that video that that's kind of surfaced over the weekend i don't know if you had seen it yet where it was kind of like the video from the back of the tunnel looking out in one of the places outside of the Capitol where there was a group of, of several Capitol police officers who were unmercifully just beating a girl. And the only time they stopped beating her with their batons was to put the batons away and close fist punch her in the face. Um, it's circulating online right now. 
And I thought it was probably one of, you know, you see a couple guys getting their asses kicked and, and out in the open. We've seen the videos of the flashbangs that, that kind of didn't really warrant any reason for them to be thrown into the crowd before things kind of got spicy over there. But this new video that came out this weekend, it was really, really disturbing. Yeah, it makes me sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. And I, it's, uh, it's one of those things that makes you want to go vomit because it's just horrible what they're doing to the American public just for the sake of, of their agenda. What's and, the, uh, CNN worker now? Yeah, exactly. So he goes from being a paid actor to an actual actor. Yeah. Garbage. This is Garbage. what they're doing. And they make, like, we all here on this show, I think I could speak for all of you, support our first responders support our police police officers but it's getting very hard to continue that support yeah uh, when you see you stuff know, like that it's really you know it's it, it, like it, that you see in new york city the the nypd arresting veterans who don't have their papers trying to go out and eat eat dinner like did you see the one one of the cops in in new york uh, at the panera i think it was the, the black lady the yep. black cop Yep. She took the flag and she she threw it on the floor. Oh, that got me heated. No. That got me so yeah. fucking pissed. But then you got the, the other cops like, okay, no, I got it. I got it, bro. He like took it off the floor because you could see like the divide even in like the PD, right? Also, they've shaken out like with this these mandates, like a lot of the people that stuck around are like the compliant, yep. you know, NWO cops and, and all that shit. So the people that are left for the most part in a lot of ways are the ones that are the commie commie cops that are, you know, complying and, and whatnot. Well, to a point, we're seeing, we're seeing good cops too, that are taking a stand and they're yeah. doing the right thing. You have good people and you have bad people in every single profession that there is. And unfortunately, when a lot of people take this oath and they're supposed to uphold this oath, at the end of the day, they're just taking orders. But at the end of the spectrum, we also have people that take that oath seriously and they are going to protect the people and they are going to protect the constitution. I draw the line when these officers are arresting people for not having papers. Yeah. Like that, that is the gist. Uh, yeah. Do you have you had papers? That is the gist. Yeah. And you are now an enemy. If, that, if you are a police officer and, and you are arresting people for not having papers, you are the enemy and you were a disgrace to the uniform and you were an embarrassment to everything that you, you, you took an oath for. 1000%. Well, and those, the, the officers that are doing shit like that, those are the same ones that were like seeking out people to arrest, like the fucking guy kayaking, kayaking. by himself. Mm-hmm. It's just like, really dude, like just maybe don't click on that call. Like, you know, skip that one. Or, or, or hey, if you do get the call, just be like, Hey, uh, can you not kayak right now? Well, he, you know, he's, he's, he didn't come back in, and I don't have a boat, so. I'm not going to waste taxpayer money and call a boat and a helicopter to yeah. arrest him. No, I have a I have a family member that's in uh, New York PD, and she's just like, I am not enforcing shit. <laughs> she's like, I don't give a fuck. And she's like, the ones that do, she's like, thankfully, my partner's not one of those people as well. She's like. They're not. They're not the same. She's like, there is a big divide in in the, in the police department right now with that shit, and you know we're figuring out who's who when it comes to that stuff. But that's like, good to know. Um, yeah. So so there is a lot of people then that are that are in these positions that mm-hmm. are willing to uphold their oath. Oh yeah, yeah. And she's young too. She's I think she's twenty six years old, and she's like, there's no fucking way I got into this shit to do this. She's like, I'm, I'm serving the people. I'm not serving. <laughs> 
to well, black at the end of the day, <laughs> these people have families right so it's like are you gonna turn on your family because i know that every single family has a tinfoil hat wearing person in it <laughs> and yeah. uh they're they're speaking the truth and they're they're gonna turn on their family i just don't see that happening across the board yeah no i mean what are they doing now in new york i have to talk to her um a hundred bucks are paying people to like infiltrate their family and like uh, for like to oh, vaccinate wow. or some shit like that, like to get them all vaccinated or to snitch on them. It, I mean, are most we people have to start New hiding under floorboards. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, to see. It's it's definitely weird times we're living in right now, and and hopefully you know moving forward, twenty twenty two is going to be a better year. A lot of us already said on this show several times we think it's going to get worse first, but hopefully by the time we get to this juncture at the point of next year, and we'll be looking at something, you know, a whole lot more positive than the the place we're all living in right now. Yeah. We keep fighting, keep praying, go, go to your school board meetings, go to your town hall meetings. Don't just sit on the couch and expect somebody to do it for you. We need to get involved. We need to get loud and we can't, we have to hold these people accountable ourselves because no one's going to come and save us. Uh, it's up to us. We, the people, we're the plan. Exactly. Nice plug. And on that note, kind of a shorty, but still a banger today. What do you guys think? I think it was awesome, man. Thank you for having me on. Speaking yeah. of awesome, Catalyst, you did a nice first time on Steak for Breakfast today. I think uh, you're a trove of information and you brought it with us today. And, and, you know, it's good to have you finally on the show, probably long overdue. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Well, we appreciate you. You know what I appreciate the most, though, is all the places you could listen to Steak for Breakfast. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Podbean, Google Podcast, FM Player, and now iHeartRadio. Subscribe to the show and rate it. Leave a review. And don't forget to download, listen, like, follow, and share Steak for Breakfast content. Show creds. Obviously, this week we've got Mr. Catalyst Jones. We've already uh, mentioned him and James from We the People Radio. Some of our favorites as well, Miss Christina Bob from OAN, Mike Crispy of Red, White, and Based, Tom Pappert, Editor-in-Chief of The National File, Cagbro88, Babe Does the News, and Mr. Garbaggio of the Garbaggio Family of Accounts. Don't forget to uh, help make small, American-owned, and operated businesses great again. All of our partners, they're pretty much that. My pillow. It's a little late to order. You might get it a little bit after Christmas. Noah's getting some Giza slippers. Nice. Enter steak at checkout for up to 66% off and more. MyPillow store has an extensive array of Giza-themed products. MyPillow.com forward slash steak or via the telephone, 1-800-658-8045. Odyssey, the top tier, ear gear. Still jealous of Noah's. You guys see these headphones this guy's wearing right here? Those are customs. One of one. I love them. I want some. Odyssey.com. Find them on Facebook and Instagram. Take care of your ears, guys. Stay ready gear holsters. Melted plastic. Donald Trump kissy face. Shove a gun in it. Put it under your shirt. They got a new shop. They're filling orders faster than ever before. Stayreadygear.com. Facebook and Instagram as well. Man rubs. Really couldn't find a way to work them into uh, our dinner for tonight. But moving forward, I'll be slathering up some kind of meat, smoking it, throwing it in my mouth. Noah loves it. Got him to laugh. Oh, there we go. Manrebs.com. They're on Facebook and Instagram. 
West Coast Survival Arms. If you don't need a gun, go get some ammo from Mike. WestCoastSurvivalArms.com, Facebook and Instagram as well. Mediocre Medic. First responders love it. We love our first responders. They've got a pretty fire IG, and they're at MediocreMedic.com. And then Dumpbox.us. It's Santa Duck time. If you don't know, go ask Mark. Facebook, Instagram, Dumpbox.us. Take care of all of our sponsors. They're working hard during this holiday season, and, uh, you know, they really go out of their way to bring great American-made products to you, minus the Pete Buttigieg. Upcoming shows. Next week, we're going to be jumping in on Tuesday. Mike Crispy, Right Side Broadcasting Network's host of The Red, White, and Truth, is going to join us for co-hosting duties, and we're going to have Andrew McCarthy running in New York 10, Bianca Garcia running in Texas 11, and now Jake Evans running in Georgia 6, all joining us. Sorry, Noah, you're welcome. That's a lot. It sure is. I like it. Uh, on the 4th of January, we're going to have Patrick Witt, who's running for a house seat in Georgia, and Casey Wardinsky, who's running in Alabama 5. Bradley Lanning, who's running in Pennsylvania 1, will be joining us on the 7th of January, as will Alex Phillips. He hosts the American Priority Festivals, and we're going to be finding out what those are all about. Kelly Cooper, running in Arizona 11, will be in on the 11th. Hannah Kirkpatrick's going to guest host that day. Amanda Milius will circle back on the 14th of January. On the 18th of January, episode 100. Nor, Nick, and Geisha will be joining us. It's going to be a great episode. And on the 21st of January, we got Lynn's Piper Loomis running in South Carolina 1. She's going to be joining us and talking about her America First agenda. Friends of the Week, obviously James and Catalyst, in addition to a couple of our others. Let's go Brenda, Truth on Draft, The Duke of Memes, That Southern Dude, and Mostly Peaceful. Now that I mention it, they're going to be joining us. I believe it's going to be on the 7th. And uh, they're going to be guest hosting with us. So it's going to be a meme team themed steak for breakfast. Snack Nicholson 2.0. What I meme to say, period in between each word. Pear and Texas. And who could, of course, forget Pubertos. Guys, things to remember between now and next week. First of all, Probably a little bit more important than do your own research today. I know I, I rarely say that, but Merry Christmas. Tomorrow's Christmas, and we wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Then do your own research. Hopefully you uh, do a lot of that over the Christmas break, and uh, you know, be responsible with the knowledge that you're uh, learning and then putting out there to other people. Start a podcast. Ask Noah. Super easy. Yeah, definitely no work. Zero work, zero money. You don't even need to... Well, screw, then you don't have to do your research either. They just, start, just start a podcast. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Do your own research. And then we'll see what happens. Ladies and gentlemen, like I already said, we'll be back on Monday with guest hosts Mike Crispy, Andrew McCarthy, New York 10, Bianca Garcia, Texas 11, and Jake Evans, Georgia 6th, on an action pack after Christmas. Steak for breakfast. On behalf of the pod team, I'm Roan. Noah? Yo. Antoinette? James, Catalyst, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having us. It was a blast. Guys, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. And take care. And you better watch out. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus. Santa Claus is coming to town.
He'll put you in a FEMA camp. He'll take your guns away. They'll teach your three-year-old to get blowjobs, and that's just today. It's the satanic new world order. We'll abort your baby after they're born. We'll teach your kids to take ketamine and dance at gay bars when they're 11. Because Satan's laws is coming to town.